0: Hello, welcome to Feed, Play, Love, the bite-sized podcast for parents. I'm Siobhan Hunt. This is a show all about parenting. I speak to experts and carers about everything from fussy eating, toddler behavior, sleep and more. It's fair to say that none of us have ever lived through times like these before, the coronavirus pandemic dominates every aspect of our lives. What we see on TV, in our social feeds, how we move about the world, and who we spend time with. It's unprecedented. So I would argue it's totally normal for people to be feeling uncomfortable, anxious even. But as a parent, you want to stay calm for your own well-being, but also for that of your children. Karen Young is the founder of Hey Sigmund and author of Hey Warrior. Her area of specialty is helping parents and children deal with anxiety. Hi, Karen. How are you? Hello. I'm good. How are you? Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Um, I I would like to start, though, by asking how are you feeling? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think probably like most people, I'm feeling a bit of everything. I feel... Sometimes a bit anxious because it's, it's all unknown and new and that's okay. It's okay to feel like that and sometimes I'm feeling frustrated. I'm aware, I get a bit irritated at moments during the day just not knowing what's next And then, um, but I'm also really grateful honestly that we um, live where we live and we have the resources available to us So, um, and I know we'll get through this, that's where I always come back to.
0: It's interesting you say that because last night I was actually thinking that I was so grateful that um, children weren't in the high-risk category Mm. because um, I I am, of course, worried about my parents, but I think my anxiety levels would be higher if they were in the at-risk group or even myself. So I thought, okay, well, that gives me a bit of perspective. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I think we do. I, I think we have to focus on the bits that we can control and the, the bits that do help us feel calmer and safer because there's a lot that can send it the other way.
0: Well, um, that's I mean, the thing that it strikes me about this and my sister and I were having a bit of a laugh because we both have anxiety And we were talking about how we're feeling. And she said, you know, I actually feel okay, she said, because I'm so used to getting anxious about small things. (laughs) So panic isn't something we're unfamiliar with, but putting it into perspective, um, it is the first time in in most of our lifetimes that we've been affected by a global threat or what feels like a global threat, which is very big, feeling suddenly connected to the rest of the world with something like the coronavirus. and It's hard to get your head around. It's difficult to understand. Is it possible to normalise events
1: like this when they feel so big? I think what we have to normalise is our response to it. So we probably haven't faced something like this on such a big scale, not for a long time, globally. Um, In a way, this is uniting us. The the last things we face globally tore, tore the world apart, these this is uniting us but our response is really normal to this so we have had we face disasters as families as communities as countries we face these things the difference with this is it's global so it's on a on a mass scale and I think what we need to normalize is that we have faced disasters before in this country we we've just faced the bushfire, the bushfires, and admittedly it wasn't the entire country, but there were people who were really thrown up against this and, and right in the midst of it. Um and it and it would have been terrifying. So we can we can norm, what we can normalise is that we have faced things before that have felt big or sometimes bigger than us, and we've got through, and we can normalise our response. It's really normal to feel anxious, and it's really normal to feel frustrated, and for some people, they might not actually feel anything at all and that's okay too, whatever we feel. So I think there are parts in this which which we can normalise even if it isn't this specific event.
0: And it is a bit surreal. Like I feel mm-hmm. as if I'm, I'm living in an apocalyptic movie. So, mm-hmm. you know, people going crazy in supermarkets, mm-hmm. stockpiling. Everyone's paranoid about whether they have uh, COVID-19 um, how, how can we mitigate those feelings of being overtaken by a dystopian drama? It's yes. is what it
1: feels like. It does. It does. And when you see the images, and I think when out there feels big and unfamiliar and frightening, we have to come back to what we know to be certain. We have to come home and we have to contract a little. And what we know for certain is that we will get through this um, our children are okay. We are okay. Whatever the next few months look like, we'll get through this. Um, and so so we, we come back. We come back to each other, to our families, to stillness, to play, to sleeping, to whatever makes sense for us and the ones we love. And we come back to doing those family things. So we aren't going out as much. We, we change the way we do things to what we can manage and, and what works for each other. So we contract and and we withdraw a little bit into a world that does feel safe and and in our homes, we can be safe.
0: And what about those that are feeling very triggered by the pandemic itself? Mm -hmm. How can adults stay calm around their children?
1: Yeah, I think it's okay to let our kids see that we might feel a bit anxious but we have to do that with strength. So it's not about cutting anything out and it's not about not feeling. Because if we just pretend that that this isn't something unfamiliar or it isn't a bit scary, that can actually make them feel more anxious because what registers for them is they don't get this, they don't they don't see it the way I see it. So it's okay for us to to say, Yeah, it's It's scary what's happening out there. There's so much going on and it's changing and I know we'll get through it. So what we actually have to do is add in. We have to add in calm and courage and strength. So we can be anxious, but what we have to do is tap into that part of us that knows we'll get through it because we've got through everything before us. But I do think we actually have to sit with our kids in it a little bit with strength, with strength, which is very different to this is terrible and I'm really frightened and I don't know what's going to happen, that will scare them. They'll catch that. But if we can sit down with them and say, yes, love, this is frightening and you are hearing things. And I know we're going to be okay and we are going to be okay. So we add in our courage and strength that we can.
0: And how much do you suggest we explain about what's happening? Uh, I just said that sentence and thought how hilarious. We don't know what's happening. But... What a lot of people, I think, are getting at the moment is lots of information from uh, news sources that gets mixed mm. in with opinions from their social media feed and their WhatsApp group, and then
1: mm. all of
0: a sudden it's this um, panicked mix of information in their heads. What is appropriate to explain to our children? Um, like you said, we don't want to leave them mm. not knowing and, mm. and fearing the worst.
1: Yeah, So we tell them whatever they need to feel safe. So yes, there is something happening and it's changing all the time. And there are people who are working really hard to keep us safe. We also have to find out what they know and how they're making sense of it. So the conversation might start with, what have you heard about this? There's a lot of information and probably people are talking about it at school. What have you heard? Because we want to know how they're making sense of it because they might not necessarily ask questions if they think they've got the answers, but the answers might not be right. So we want the opportunity to correct that. So we tell them whatever they need to feel safe, the biggest thing is whatever we tell them, we let them know that we know that we're going to get through this. And we have to also explain why the isolation, why the the self-isolation and social isolation is happening. And I think a way to say that is also with strength, which is, you can explain it like seatbelts. We wear seatbelts and we wear crash helmets not because we think something terrible is going to happen to you, but to make sure you're safe. And we we have to keep ourselves separate because there are people who might get sick really easily if they catch it, and this is what we're doing to look after them because we're strong and we're healthy and this is what we're doing. And we also, the other thing we can do if they hear about something terrible that has happened or someone dying with anxiety it focuses them on what's similar we need to focus them on what's different so if they hear about a grandparent getting really sick or people dying overseas they we point them to the differences which is we have a really great health system here and what's happening is every day this goes by we learn from it and people are learning from it and they're learning more and more about how to keep us safe. So every day that goes by, we're actually safer and we are going to get through this. So I think the biggest thing is for them to feel our calm and our confidence that we will get through it because we will and just answer their questions as honestly as we can because if if they know we're holding something back, that's just frightening. But we do it in a way, whatever the information is, we end it with strength, which is we're going to be okay.
0: Now, this is something that happens even when we're not in a pandemic. And that is your child will come home and tell you that so-and-so at school said that blah has -hmm. happened. And I, I am finding that a lot with my daughter, that she comes home and says, her little friend at school told her X amount of people have died. They've told her that the schools are going to shut Mm -hmm. down. How do you counteract the kind of information that they're getting from their
1: peers? Yeah. So first of all, I'd, I'd acknowledge that it's, yeah, hearing like that, hearing something like that, that would be scary to hear something like that. And this is what I know to be true. People did die at first, because we didn't know anything about it and there weren't very good health systems in place. We're really lucky here because we've learned a lot and we are really well equipped to keep people safe. If the schools shut down, we're going to be okay with that too. And again, the schools aren't shutting down because they expect something terrible to happen. They're doing it to keep people safe because that will be what they've learned. But it's great that everybody's talking about it because it means that we're onto it and and we've got this and the adults have got this and we'll get through it together. I absolutely know we will. And I'd also acknowledge that at the moment there's lots of information out there and some of it's right and some of it's not right for us and our circumstances. And then um, tell them how much you love that they come to you with the information so we can have a chat and clear anything up. Brilliant. Um, And finally, do you have any
0: suggestions of good books to read that might help calm the farm?
1: Yes. So I have... um, You know what? I think this is a time more than ever we need to um, play with our children. There's so much happening out there. And one of the ways we feel safe is through play. So even if it's just fun stories, there are some books out there. that One of my favourites is called Alpha Breath. And it's a book of, um, it's mindful breathing. So it's just a lovely um, way to get them breathing, which we know calms the um, emotional centres of the brain and it calms the body. And it's also a lovely thing to do at bedtime because we want them to sleep. If they don't sleep, they're going to get more nervous and they're going to be more reactive to the information they hear. So we don't want that. We want them to get sleep for older kids probably from maybe nine years old. Um, Everyday Resilience is a journal. Um, Michelle Mitchell did it. Now, the reason I love that is because writing is actually a way to bring in, connect both sides of the brain and, and give that emotion word and sense. So when we can get kids writing about how they feel... That's a really great thing, and it does it from from a position of strength and, and really empowering and then of course, hey warrior for, for kids with I'm anxiety.
0: glad you added that one in because <laughs> if you didn't I would
1: <laughs> and that's just to help them but but honestly, I think books that are fun and fun fun for them what, whatever is going to let them enter that world where they feel safe and playful and happy and joyful. Um, That's what we want to do more of with them. Yeah, I've got to
0: say binge-watching Outlander has helped my mental health enormously. (laughs) (laughs) Not for everyone, but it certainly is an escapism that I enjoy.
1: (laughs) Yes, and that's what we have to come back to. We have to come back to these simple things. My guilty pleasure is tv on a friday night me with the remote it's my favorite thing in the world i don't get to do it very often but i'm going to be able to do it a lot more now (laughs) (laughs) but that's what we have to do and so for our kids it's time there are times we can um you know we can still go to parks we can we can still go for walks we can still play with them outside they can play and i think too i suppose the only other thing i want to add is these are really unfamiliar times and it's time for radical tenderness, not just for each other, but for ourselves. So for parents, if things are outside the routine, that's okay too. If they're getting breakfast, food at dinner, that's okay too. that, that That's not going to break them. If there's a little bit more screen time or a lot more screen time than usual, that's okay. We need to do what we can to get through this while we're, holding each other steady and close
0: so I think we need to be kind to ourselves as well Karen I I feel like I just did this interview for me I feel much better already (laughs) thank you so much for speaking with us thank you for having me that's Karen Young she's the founder of Hey Sigmund and author of Hey Warrior and we'll put links to those books she mentioned in the notes of this episode Feed Play Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me